What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 32 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, we're going to switch it up. We're going up to the Thrill, Naper Thrill, Illinois. Davey Football. Dave, how are we doing? Live from the western suburbs. Everything's good. I'm, we're just trying to get this thing hyped for football season. We're ready to go. I, uh, I did a lot of research today, so I feel like I got some nice little nuggets. I'm ready to rock today. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. We're 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 gonna preview both the big. Yeah. Spoiler spoiler alert. I like the under for Iowa. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. Like the Uh, under for Iowa. Love the over for Illinois. You're unbelievable. Three three and a half wins. Yeah, that's some big total over there. I Uh, bet it. I bet it on uh, on Saturday. We went to the shoe to see uh, Tom Segura, so I bet it there. Why, why didn't you just go to, like, the Salvation Army and make your donation there? Come on. This is, Well, that's just so rude. I don't get a receipt for that or anything, so I, <laughs> you might need it. You're terrible. You're terrible. Uh, look, let's let's go a little further south uh, in Illinois. College student, classes in session. Uh, Brett Bielmo's personal chef. Hey, don't make fun of him. He went to Iowa. Uh, boys, Bernardi, boys, how we doing? Four scores in seven years ago. I had a dream. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. College football's back, and we're ready. Oh, are we ready? We have week zero this weekend. Uh, what, five games on the slate, gentlemen? The only one I care about is Illini, baby. But, yeah, I believe it's five. It starts with Illinois. the first game to kick off college football season. And I think we go to the west coast of Fresno State, and there's three more throughout the day and evening. I must have missed one. I must have missed one. Then I only wrote down four of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be getting some football after dark with that Pac-12 game, UCLA Hawaii. Uh, but first, hey, before we get into our week zero picks, we gotta not only cover the Big Ten East and West, but also Notre Dame football. We got a special guest coming on the show uh, here in a little bit. But let's let's start out west. Let's let's just jump right into things. Look, Wisconsin, heavy favorite out of the west. Uh, followed here by Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, uh, Northwestern, Purdue, uh, and then we got Illinois around out the bottom half of the West. So, fellas, really quick, any any key takeaways from the West before we start getting into some team team analysis here? Yeah, just every year it seems it gets more and more imbalanced, and I think this year it's going to be even worse. Like. I don't know how Wisconsin doesn't come away with this. I know Iowa is going to be a good team, and I think they're underrated. Northwestern lost a bunch of guys. They're starting running back just towards ACL. He's out for the season. Purdue was kind of a flash in the pan with Rondell Moore. Scott Frost absolutely stinks. Baby, it's cold outside. You know what I'm talking about. And then Illinois is rebuilding. I, I don't know how Wisconsin doesn't make it to Indy for the Big Ten championship game against the Big Ten East opponent. What about what about Minnesota? Minnesota could give them a run for their money. They got Tanner Morgan coming back. I don't know. That defense last year was brutal. They lost that receiver Bateman for, to Baltimore. He got drafted in the second round. They play Ohio State in the crossover game. That's a that's an automatic loss. I just think that's too much to catch up with with Wisconsin. They open with Ohio State, I think. They do. They're so there's there's. I saw that. Do you know? Do you know why I didn't really get a, any other explanation? I couldn't find anything. Why are there five Big Ten games week one? Well, six if you kind of want Illini week zero. I think they're trying to mix it up a bit to try and get more eyes on the telly for uh, Big Ten football. It's not a bad idea. 
See how it some, works out. Some big ones too. Like I saw Penn State, Wisconsin, IU, Iowa. That I, Indiana, Iowa should be a great game. That's really going to be should. a really strong game. That's going to be a really fun game to watch week one. That's no, yeah, be a really good game. Think about it. Ohio State goes to Minnesota, and then they got to play Oregon in a couple of weeks too. They're playing at the I, shoe, but still, that's a big, that's a top twenty-five matchup. Yeah, I feel like it's like an annual tradition to Iowa trying to lose on the opening day. At least this year, it will be against a decent team. Because Iowa didn't they almost lose to uh, North Dakota the one year too? Yeah, and Northern Iowa. And Northern Iowa, they just love losing to shit teams. But I use actually good this year. The audacity that you have talking about the Hawkeyes after you guys haven't put a football team on the field since 2003. Oh, they, they don't lose on night games on Saturday and they got the wave. It's the coolest thing ever. Oh. Oh, when, when have I ever s- talked about that? When have I ever talked about that? All right, Mike, let's start with Iowa. Turn the tables. Uh, let's now. start with Iowa. What's, what do you hey, think? Give us a I, breakdown. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the breakdown. Look, Petra said if, if Petra stays healthy – I think they have a chance to go 10 and 2. I think they have a chance to go 10 and 2. Uh, Goodson, Ivory Kelly Martin at running back. Look, that they always have kind of a dual headed monster at running back. I, I love, I mean, they're going to run the ball 30 times a game, 40 times a game, uh, like they do historically. Uh, what I think the biggest question mark right now is a wide receiver. They had Amir Smith Marsat, um, who I think uh, went pretty late in the draft. They have nine freshman wide receivers. Uh, so big question mark at wide out for them. Uh, they got Sam Laporta coming back at tight end. He had a really solid year last year. I like um, him. Illinois guy. Yeah, an Illinois guy. Actually bartended with his brother in college, older brother. Um, but look, they do have two really tough games. At Wisconsin later in the year. They're at Iowa State week two. So are those uh, the two losses you have at Iowa State? Yeah, they're going to – how about they, they might open 0-2. So they're going to no, go 10-0. I, I, that they're going to lose to IU and Iowa State, and then they're going to go 10-0? I don't think they're going to start the year. They're not starting the year 0-2. They're not starting the year 0-2. They're going to start the year probably 1-1, if I were to guess. I I think I do think that they beat Wisconsin this year. Um, I think that Penn State game is going to be pretty tough. I know they're playing them at home, but they always have a hard time against Penn State and Iowa City. So um, I think that's going to be their second loss. So I'm going over, fellas. Over. What's their total? Eight, yeah, what's eight the and a half. total they have for them? Eight, eight and a half. I'm going over. I'm going so you over. Can take I, three losses. Yep. I think they're ten and I think they're a ten and two team. Best case, I I think honestly, uh worst case, they're probably eight and four, but I, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I I think I think they're over the eight and a half wins. No problem. Well, I'm I'm kinda with Merrick here on this. Like I think Indiana's overrated. We don't know if that quarterback Penix Jr. is gonna come back healthy. Yeah, yeah, after a torn ACL, like, come on. That Iowa State's loss, that Wisconsin game's a loss, but the crossover games, they're not that bad. Penn State at home, Maryland on the road. I'd go with Merrick on the over. I would. I would. I think this is an underrated team. They're going to win by their defense. I don't trust any quarterback in the NFL or college that's um has Greek heritage, so that's something I'm going to have to get over, but uh, you never know. It might work out. But he was brutal last year. I, I will take I will take Indiana week one against Iowa and I will take Iowa State week two against shock. Iowa. Oh, absolute wow. shock! Is that going to be? I'll take them both. Is that going to be on the social it'll... media picks or is that just uh, spite spite it's, pick? No, well, it's spite both. It's, 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 it's pure spite, spite pick and picks. it's smart. No, Iowa, Iowa, I've said this before, Petrus. It's like it's like if you just took 
uh, all the Iowa quarterbacks in history that have ever started a game for them and like stack their pictures right on top of each other, it would just look like Sam Petras. It would just look like him. And that's who gets spit out. There's no way that they're going to win 10 games. Like that's just, it's not going to happen. And I'll take, I'll take the Indiana money line week one and I'll take the Iowa state. I'll probably have to take the spread because after Iowa loses by 17 to Indiana, they're probably going to be dogs against Iowa state. Can't wait to fade you on every on every pick this entire year. Actually, that's you know worked what? out that's well it. for you in the past. It's worked out well for you in the past. Dave McAvoy not allowed with yeah, the Iowa City uh, boundary lines until 2023. No, I right, love hey, going what? to Iowa. It's a great time. And I always hey. say it just stinks that Illinois is terrible at football. I mean, at least I can still talk. My, my, my uh, college football team that I root for is just whoever is playing Iowa because it's so much fun to, to rile these people up. And they all get all worked up and like they start freaking out and getting mad when they lose. And it's like, I can't believe that we're not going to be able to lose 17 to nothing in the in the Big Ten championship game again. God damn it. I can't believe it. You're dumb. Your 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 logic makes no sense. We didn't lose seventeen to nothing in in the Big Ten championship game. I don't even. When was the last time? Over, it, oh, over under, mind. over it under twenty one and a half plays. Over under three. Two, oh, was there. Over under twenty one and a half plays. Over twenty two plays. All right, okay, let's go to done. Champagne. Let's go to Champagne. Over under three and a half wins. Let's hear, let's hear this magical over. logic you have, man. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um. I think you take the over in a heartbeat, and I think the matter the and I think the issue is, Lovey Smith threw it in, and his coaching staff was just absolutely horrible, just cashing paychecks the nine to five route or the banking hours we like to say, um, in the private sector industry. Shout out to Dave McAvoy. But anyways, I think Bielema hired some great guys. A defensive coordinator he brought in left Mizzou to come here, so he's obviously buying in. I think Bielema is an upgrade, and they're returning twenty two super seniors. I don't care if they're not good. They have experience. And I just think with execution, game plan, Bielema's going to put these guys in a position to win every year. And I think they're going to beat Nebraska the first week, and you only need three more wins on that schedule, and it's definitely possible. I put I put, I put, put down on you guys saw my notes. I said I think they'll get six or seven wins. Yeah, so run through the schedule. Let's run through the schedule really quick, and let me see. I want to see where you think the schedule, the wins are going to be at. Nebraska? Win for week one. Scott Frost on the hot seat already. We'll talk about Nebraska next. UTSA. Easy win. Oh. I'm with, I'm I'm actually gonna say we beat Nebraska. I'll go first and then Dave can go. I'm gonna say we um have a weird ass schedule. We start out um two and two. We beat Nebraska, lose to Utsa, lose to Virginia, we beat is, Maryland. Is Utsa is Utsa unaccepted? <laughs> nickname for UTSA. No, it's like calling no. UCLA UCLA. I don't know. It just sounds good. Nobody knows what it is. Merrick probably has a final verdict because he's a te- Texas Go Roadrunners. So we'll just call them the Roadrunners. But anyways, run through the schedule. I agree. I see six wins on the board, and I'll tell you who they're going to be. Northwestern, Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue, Charlotte, and Nebraska. Oh, wow. And Charlotte, real tough game there. Um, oh, you're playing Kent State. Don't even give yeah, me seriously. that. <laughs> you guys are also wins. playing a Virginia team. I, I literally, your strength of schedule might be in the in the bottom, the bottom quartile of all of the Power Five schools. Merrick, Iowa will save, we'll save that. Time. Save that for uh, our special guest when you're talking about Notre Dame, because UVA might be their toughest road game. So save that little nugget for yourself for later. Deal. Deal. All right, Dave. I say six wins. You say. 
you go higher or lower? I'm taking I, – I already bet – the over-under is three and a half. I bet it at – I bet it. I told you guys I bet it. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I already bet it. I put my money where my mouth was on Illinois basketball, and I got completely burned. So I am ready Same. to get hurt again. And I don't really have – like it's just like it's just hope against hope. It's like being a Bears fan too. You have no choice but to believe that Justin Fields is the savior. I have no choice but to believe that Brett Bielema is going to turn this around or else nope. I end up like a non-scout underscore 596320 on the message boards, and you're hating everybody. No one has time for that, and it's just not a way to live. Without hope, life is meaningless. All right, for those listeners out there, I only post on the basketball boards. Football's off limits. But anyways, Dave, I – I do see it's is hilarious. I would say about um, eight months ago, we were in Arkansas asking anybody we knew what we thought about Brett Bilima, and I don't think anybody said a positive thing. And um, eight months later, I'm all bought in. I'm ready to go and get hurt again, just like you said. Right. It's like exactly the type of thing, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, there's no way it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And then you get to like week zero coming up, and you're like, but it could work out this time. No, yeah. Congrats again to Brett Bilima. Um, somehow. Um, with a white collar crime making $110,000 as a New England Patriots offensive analyst. And then somehow Illinois is paying him $4 million to be his head coach. Just freaking ridiculous. It's a, that's a scam. You know, it's a bigger scam is potentially what's going to happen in, uh, in, in Lincoln. Cause baby, it is cold outside. Scott Frost on the hot seat. Dave, you said it earlier. Is he going to get canned midseason? Dude, if, if he loses, to Illinois week one, like he's going to be on the hot seat immediately, immediately. So the over under win total for them is at six. Martinez is back under center for his 15th season. Uh, what it feels like at least literally they've had, I think four their last four quarterbacks have had the last name Martinez um, outside of McCaffrey's little brother uh, who shared time last year. But uh do you go over or under the six wins for this this ball club? So what's interesting about that, I think it's also over six minus one fifty five, and the under is plus one thirty five too. So if they lose to the if they lose to Illinois, they have two easy games, but then they're going to Oklahoma and they're going to get absolutely curb stomped. Yeah, so that's week four, I think it is. Yeah, or so, whatever it is, it's like that's the whole point. Is if like if they don't go into Oklahoma, the Oklahoma game undefeated, if they have a loss already, like Oklahoma is going to be favored by three or four touchdowns. Yeah, I know. And it's also hilarious. He's Nebraska. The Oklahoma guys were complaining this game's on at 11 a.m. while they play Texas at the same time at 11 a.m. every year. It's just like absolutely hilarious. But yeah, I don't think Scott Frost is prepared. He doesn't know what he's doing. Back to Martinez. I have no idea why he was benched for that McCaffrey kid. I could have sworn in 2019 there was everybody on ESPN and their mother was picking Martinez as a Heisman dark horse and he lost his spot last year. So I don't know what the hell Scott Frost is doing. The black shirts are dead. Nebraska has been dead since they left the big 12 and they fired Bo Pelini. I think they go under six. I take under six plus plus one thirty-five. get a nice little return on your investment. Come November after Iowa curb stomps some after the day after Thanksgiving. I like the under there too. I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a chance. I honestly, I think Scott Frost is down at the middle of the season um, or back half of the season. Once, you know, they only have probably two wins on the board. So, um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going under six. All right, let's let's do uh, a, a couple more here in the West before uh, before we transition. Let's go. Let's go up to uh, the the uh, Twin Cities, Minnesota. Over unders at seven wins. Dave, you mentioned it earlier. Tanner Morgan's coming back at QB. Uh, Blaze, you said it too. They they did lose Bateman to the draft, um, who's their stud wideout. 
I'm not a big PJ Fleck fan. Never have been. Never will be. Um, personally, I think the dude's a scumbag. Uh, but what are you guys? Are you guys buying or selling over under seven wins? So, so the 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 only question really is if you think they're as good, if not better. If you think they could win the the West, you take the over because their their crossover game is Ohio State to open, but that really shouldn't matter. Um, if you think that they're going to be pretty solid, they should beat pretty much everybody else in the West because they were pretty good a couple of years ago. And Tanner Morgan could find that form again, but I'm with you. I don't like PJ Fleck, but uh, I, if I, I don't think I would bet the over or the under on it. But I think that Minnesota is going to be pretty good this year. I think they'll be the second best team in the West and have a decent shot at winning it, actually. Yeah, let's make it three for three. I'm not a big fan of PJ Fleck either, but um, they got a pretty nice little non conference schedule Miami, Ohio. Mac team, absolutely horrible. Then they're going to Colorado. That looks like a tough game, but Colorado's top two quarterbacks are actually out for the season with separate injuries, so they're going to be guaranteed to be starting a freshman at their quarterback position. So that might be an easy game. Then they go back to Bowling Green. That's three wins right there. Then if you paddle off Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, and Maryland, that's how you get to seven right away, and who knows? They might be able to upset um, Iowa. Merrick will tell you that won't be happening, but – I don't like P.J. Fleck, but I can see them definitely making a bowl game. Tanner Morgan shaves his head like I do because he can't grow anything on top, so I'll support him. Row the boat. RTB. I'm going over, too, for a lot of the reasons you guys said. I, I, I do think Tanner Morgan could have a pretty good year, too. Um, it'll be really curious to see how that defense holds up. So um, I'm with you. Let's go Let's go over on the seven there. Uh, look, let's, let's get uh, one more quick one in. Uh, Let's head head over to Madison. Head east to Madison, Wisconsin. The Badgers. Uh, look, Mertz uh, obviously didn't have, I, I think, the best season last year. Obviously, they, that team was written from a, a COVID standpoint for a good portion of the of the, uh, of the shortened season. But they're at nine and a half wins. What do you guys think over under for the Badgers? It's the same exact question as you have for. For Minnesota, if you think Wisconsin is definitely going to be the best team in the West and they can run through it, then you should probably just bet them. They've got a huge week one matchup against Penn State. Uh, that'll be really telling to see how they do on the entire season. And, uh, yeah, they play Notre Dame at Soldier Field, so that should be that should be a fun game too. What week uh, beyond you that, I mean, uh, they play them on September 25th. I've got it written down. That's weird. It's an 11 a.m. start. I hate that. Boys, what about you? What do you think? Over under nine and a half points. Okay, I'm going to go over and I'm going to give a really weird take. I think they go undefeated. I just do not see a loss on the schedule. Like, there are two toughest games or three toughest games. Penn State, they're playing at home. Michigan, at home. And then they're playing Notre Dame in a neutral setting. It might be a little more pro Notre Dame because it's Chicago, but there's a lot of UW-Madison graduates that are going to be going there too for that game. I honestly think Wisconsin goes undefeated, but they're going to lose to um, Ohio State in the Big Ten Conference title game. So who knows if they make that playoff spot or not, but I like them going undefeated in the regular season. The schedule's too easy. That defense is always solid, and that offensive line's going to be able to pound anybody they play. That's that's the feel that I had, right? Is like if they get through September, the rest of their – like they're not going to play any better teams once they get – once they play Notre Dame. Like that's probably the best team they're going to play all year, and it's a neutral site game. Yeah, no, I think they're going to be able to roll. Like Their road games are – it's a joke. It's ridiculous. Minnesota after Thanksgiving and Rutgers and Purdue, like the schedule can't play any better than that. And Illinois, the schedule just can't work any better. This is the best opportunity Wisconsin is going to have to make the college football playoff. 
I think if if Mertz can stay healthy, I I think I I think they I I think they might have one loss. Oh man, maybe, maybe one, maybe one. And, and I'm not even saying it's Iowa. It it could it could be that Notre Dame game. Um, you know, you guys are talking about. So I I'm I like I like what you guys are are, are selling here over nine and a half. Sign me up. Graham Mertz though PTSD. After Blaze, we all got so hyped last year for Illinois to open up the season, and Graham Mertz threw a million touchdowns against us. And then he got COVID. And then he died, right? Yeah. Then he got the Roni. Not good. Not good. But hey, we're we're talking about Wisconsin Notre Dame. Before before we go, uh, before we go to the Big Ten East, uh, talk through over under uh, win totals there. Let's talk about Notre Dame. Uh, boys, what's your, what's your prediction for, uh, for the Irish? So, um, as much as I dislike Brian Kelly, he's done actually a great job here. Um, he not only recruits good talent, he also develops them really well. And I respect the hell out of him for actually scheduling difficult games. Like their non-conference schedule, Florida state, obviously they're independent, but their first game, they're going to Tallahassee, Florida state, Labor Day weekend, playing Cincinnati at home, playing North Carolina at home, play Navy every year who's a tough out, and then they're going to Wisconsin at um, Soldier Field. I respect the schedule. I just don't see it this year. Their defense, they lost a bunch of they lost a bunch of de- um, guys on the defensive end. Ian Book's gone. They're replacing him with Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn's nowhere near as mobile as Ian Book is. They're going to have to diversify their offense from last year. I just don't see it. I take the under on Notre Dame. And I think they're going to get upset in Tallahassee the first week just because it's going to get a little wild down there. And I don't think Notre Dame is going to be ready to travel for an environment like that considering they played didn't play in front of any fans last year. What's the over-under win total for them? Notre Dame's eight and a half wins. I'm going to go on the under. I just don't see it this year for them. Good. Congrats to them for making the college football playoff, but this year's a rebuild year for them. Uh, look out for them in 2022. They, they do have a tough schedule. They do, but – they only have four true road games because they've got the, the Soldier Field game against Wisconsin. They get Cincinnati at home, North Carolina at home, USC at home. And their four road games are UVA, who Merrick just shit on for being uh, a, a cupcake. Uh, Florida State, who shouldn't be that good. And we talked about them a little bit last year. They could be a little bit all over the place. Stanford, who I shit on uh, unapologetically. Never again. At, at Stanford. And then they're at Virginia Tech, who Blaze hates. So those are their only four true road games. So there's an easy – like they have a tough schedule, but most of their tough games are going to be either at home or that neutral site game against Wisconsin. So they easily could go over. So I actually – I think I would go ahead and bet the over for them. They should have a good defense. They got a lot of guys coming back, so they should be good. Guys, that Notre Dame-Stanford game uh, after Thanksgiving, over under uh, 15,000 fans in Palo Alto at that Stanford football stadium. Under. Under. I'm going to go with it under too. Well – Hey, gentlemen, I know we talked earlier about a little special guest coming on. Uh, he came on last year as well to to talk about uh, the Golden Domer football program. Let's let's ring in our, our buddy B's man, Jones, Brennan Barry, really quick and, and, and get his thoughts. Hello. Hey, B's man, you're on with three guys on the south side. How you doing, bud? What's up, bees? We're doing well. We're talking Notre Dame football. Oh man, you could be doing better then. 
<laughs> so Beesman, what's the uh what what's what's the story on the domers this year? I think I think Vegas has an over under win total at eight and a half wins. Are you going over or under the eight and a half wins and why? Well, you know I'm going over. Uh I think a lot of that's gonna depend on uh how Jack Cohn performs at quarterback. Uh, I think if he if he if he has a season that uh, a lot of the Domers are hoping that he's going to have, I, I don't see why they don't win 10, 11 games. 10, 11 games. I, who? I mean, they've got they've got that neutral site uh, neutral site game Soldier Field against Wisconsin next week. They're at home against Cincinnati. They did, they have two favorable home games with USC and UNC back to back weeks in October. I mean. You really think they're they're going to beat the Badgers and then, you know, take on on the Bearcats the next week with a win? I I I, th- I mean, like I said, I think a lot of it depends on how how they're going how Jack Cohen's going to come out and play. I think we lost three or four guys on the offensive line from last year too. So I know that they always have O linemen and D linemen, you know, waiting in the wings for their chance. So hopefully. Hopefully, a lot of the young guys come and step up. And uh... yeah, it's it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, Dave, boys, you guys got anything for the bees, man, on the Domers? No, I was just saying bees. I I think they they really do have a good chance. I think to hit the over for sure. I said I would take the over. They only have four true road games, and it's against Virginia, Florida State, Stanford, and Virginia Tech. Those are all very winnable. And uh, I know Merrick's trying to hype up Cincinnati, but I think Cincinnati might have a loss or two on their resume by the time Notre Dame faces them, and I don't see them having any trouble with them. Are you? Uh, do you have any games lined up that you're going to be attending this year yet? I believe it's a leadable game. Right now, right now, that's all that's working with my schedule. I believe. Uh, I'd love to go to that game in Tallahassee. It's a, I believe it's a Sunday night. It's Labor Day weekend, the first yeah, Sunday night. season. It'll be a standalone game, so we'll all be betting on it on Sunday night of Labor Day. Oh, no doubt, no doubt no. about that. No doubt about that. I think that's going to be a good game. Bees, how, how much is how much is a one way ticket down to Tallahassee? And do they have combat down there or what? Oh, they got. Uh, I'm sure they got some uh, some electricians down there. <laughs> uh, probably, hey, probably none of the good ones, no. <laughs> I actually got a group of buddies that are going down for that game. I'm just not able to make it. Is hey, is Uncle Case going down to that game? No, Uncle Case. Uncle Case, no, he ain't going. <laughs> he'll be he'll be out of bar stool somewhere though. For that's for sure. <laughs> he'll be at my hands, your hands, T hands, huh? That's right. There you go. I mean, look, it, I I think the biggest question is, one, can the Domers get? get back to the college football playoff and can they actually get a win in the college football playoff? Is that in the cards this year or no? Well, we know the answer to that, but, uh, listen, we got Kyron Williams coming back and Chris Tyree. I think we got three all American first team, all Americans, uh, on a team. Not that that matters, but it's something to look at at least, you know, Kyle Hamilton coming back on defense. He's going to be a top 10 draft pick next year. Listen, I think if we win these games and get to a playoff, we could uh, hopefully lose by, you know, like less than 28, 21. (laughs) 
Just give us a sniff at covering the spread. That's all we want. Did they cover last year against this year against Alabama? I thought they backdoored, didn't they? Remember, I was wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They 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 did. They did in fact backdoor that. They oh did. yeah, that's right. I was down in Dallas with Mike watching that game. Brutal, brutal. Well, hey, bees man, we we know you got to you got to get back to the Miller White. So appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. And uh, look, we're, we'll we'll definitely have you on later in the year for a little Golden Domer update. Uh, but after about, I'll come back on maybe when we're five or six and oh, how about that after Cincinnati? You got it. You got it. Hey, you know what? If they if they make it to five and oh, and and they beat the Bearcats undefeated, you're coming back on the show for for a full segment. How about that? Boys, talking with you. Thanks, man. See you, bud. The, the living, if 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 three guys from the south side, the podcast is just a person. It'd be bees. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You know, uh... <laughs> well, I love. No, I just love that. As soon as he gets on, he's going like 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 eight and a half of the wind hold. I'm thinking like like ten or eleven wins. That's like me with Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you fucking hey, think hey. you fucking think I think they got a shot at winning it this year. Grow up. <laughs> Wait until Illinois basketball starts again. Oh my god, it'll be the oh, worst. Geez. Hey, but guys, hey, this week's interview with the Bees Man was uh was brought to you by Pride Vodka. Have some pride in your program. Uh speaking of having pride in your program, Ohio State. They're poised to have another run at this on the Big Ten East. Minus 200 to win the Big Ten. What do we feel about the Buckeyes and Columbus? I don't know how you don't take the minus 200. I I just can't see them losing in the regular season again. I know they're replacing fields, but C.J. Strode's supposed to be an absolute stud. He's only 14-1 to 1 to win the Heisman, so Vegas kind of agrees um, with that sentiment. But I think going to Minnesota the first game on the road with a hostile atmosphere is going to be tough, but – then he's going to have a national showcase game against Oregon, a couple easy games to boost the stats against Tulsa, Akron, and Rutgers. And then, man, Penn State at home, going on the road against Michigan, Harbaugh's last stand maybe. But I, I take Ohio State minus 200 to win the Big Ten right off the bat because it's only going to go higher as the season progresses. You got to think they go over 11 wins, no doubt. Like It's just I mean, a flat 11. So they it's can a lose flat one. 11. Yeah, they can yeah. lose one. They got, they they got Oregon one. coming to the shoe. Yeah. So I think they're they're gonna like I have no doubt in my mind that right now that they'll probably win the Big Ten. There's no other team that really even comes close to them talent wise. The only real question about Columbus this year is what week are we gonna go visit Patty and catch ourselves a game? I was just gonna say we're going. That's we gotta the only go big Penn question. State. We gotta go Penn State. I was texting Coops before the show. I think yeah. it's that's Halloween weekend. Right? Ha- Halloween weekend. Oh, that got to be a All terrible right. time. So I'm running out of I'm running out of vacation days, but they still owe me like two or three of them. So you work too so hard. You work so hard. I know. Somehow I managed. It's a beautiful thing. Well, look, speaking of the Nittany Lions, uh, going over to Happy Valley, over-under win totals at nine and a half. I don't know if James Franklin and that team have it in them to, to hit that over. What do you guys think? I Personally, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the under side of that one. I'm going to have no comment on this team. James Franklin is an excellent recruiter. But my God, he is a horrible coach. And do you know any other coaches that are like that place? Yeah, I can think of a couple. Does um, he wear it? Does he wear a toupee? Yeah, 
Bill Self is actually a great analogy for James Franklin in the college football and college basketball relation. Um, he's he has a he has a top recruiting class coming in for um, 2020, 2022 over Ohio State, but he just cannot coach these guys up, and he's still living off Saquon Barkley's uh, performance winning that Rose Bowl against USC and Sam Darnold. I don't see it happening this year either, and I think they're going to lose to Wisconsin. But they got three games at home. Ball State, I think they're going to beat Auburn. Bo Nix fucking sucks, as we all know. And then they're playing Villanova. Um, I can't see it happening, though. I'm not a big James Franklin guy. I think it might get a little dicey for him at the end of the year, too. Does that Villanova game count for their win total at the end of the year? Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? Because they're a D2 team. I didn't know. That was a serious question. I assumed it did. But I think I'm with you. You mentioned Auburn. I think that's going to be the make or break game if they get over or under on this because they got to play Ohio State. Um, and they also have to play Wisconsin week one. So if they lose to Wisconsin week one and Ohio State, where are these rest of these wins coming from? Uh, that Auburn game could end up being huge. And me and Mike Merrick believe in Bo Nix a little bit. I've got them in like six two teamers already that week. So it'll be, it'll oh be, it'll be fine. So many uh, two teamers for Auburn. You know, so we, many. Yeah, we saw last year what happened with Penn State after they lost the first game at IU. At IU, they lost their next four. I don't say it's going to happen again, but that definitely derailed their season. They were pretty bad last year. They were pretty bad last year. Yeah, not definitely not good. I'm I'm going I'm going under on that nine and a half. I think they're a nine and three team um, on, on the year. But uh, Dave, let's let's get back into your rotation. Let's let's get back to the Hoosiers. We talked about him briefly earlier. Uh, Michael Penix uh, coming back, the lefty from a torn ACL surgery last year. Um, I think they're sitting at seven and a half wins. You know, they've got OSU at home. They've got Cincinnati at home. Keep talking about the Bearcats as well. Uh, how do you think this IU team is going to shake up? Uh, and, and are they going to are they going to cover the seven and a half wins? Well, they were the they were the big surprise last year. I, I think they will cover the seven and a half wins. Um, like I said, I think they're going to beat Iowa. They should handle Cincinnati. And I'm a believer in uh, is it is it Phoenix or Penix? Just keep on it either way, Mike. Ah. Uh, with, with that, with uh, him, and then they got that guy, uh, Freifogel's coming back too, correct? Correct. The receiver? Yep. You're yeah. going to have to double-check my math on that, please. Uh, but, yeah, those two guys, they really lit it up and were helped Indiana become pretty much the surprise of the Big Ten last year. Um, and I don't see why they can't do it again. They're they're probably my my second favorite team as far as, like, talent and who I think could actually make some noise this year, and I'll probably be on them and whoever plays Iowa uh, as my picks to click weekly in the Big Ten. Plays. What are you thinking? I'm going to go with the opposite take with Dave. I don't think Penix Jr. is going to come back 100% healthy. And I don't, and I think he's the X factor on this team. Their defense is solid, but they run the ball and they rely on the deep play with that play action because of Penix's legs and his arm. And I don't think he's going to be healthy. So I don't think the offense is going to work and that defense is going to be hung out to dry. I'm going to say they're going to lose to Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Minnesota. So it's going to be an ugly year in Bloomington for football, and they're going to look to the basketball season before the Halloween starts. So I'm going to go under, and I'll probably be fading IU quite a bit during the regular season. Hot takes. Hot takes. We like it all around. Well, let's keep moving around the Big Ten East. Uh, let's, let's get back to the great state of Michigan, the Mitten, uh, Michigan State. That's kind of that team's kind of a, a rebuild these last two years, if, if I stand corrected. 
what do we what do we think they look like this year? And and are are they are they even going to compete? I think their win total is at I think five wins on the year. Well, they got they got Mel Tucker of of Chicago Bears fame uh, as their head coach. I actually like him there. We'll have to see what he ends up up doing, but. Yeah, I don't have very high hopes for Michigan State this year. And then they play – they've got Miami as one of their non-conference games. So uh, what would you say the win total was? It's four and a half, but it's minus 155. Okay. That's – that's yeah, I was thinking it might be a little bit higher than that. But that's about right to me. I guess I would take the under just because I don't think they're going to be very good this year. I, I think they're going to be – I think they're going to be a uh, dog shit program. I think they're a four and eight team on the year. I, I mean, I – you. Just looking at the schedule, I, I don't see a ton of ton of opportunity for wins uh, with this program. So, um, I mean, yeah, they've got IU. They've got. Uh, I think they're at Miami. I think that's a that's a loss. I I don't think they're going to beat Northwestern week one. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State to close out the year. Those are two really tough games. I just I don't I don't see it. Um, you know, maybe Western Kentucky. Uh, that'll be a tough Michigan game for them. You know, they, they're always going to play each other tough. Uh, and then maybe, maybe that Maryland win. Um, but Maryland too, probably going to be a pretty decent program. Uh, what a program program. Uh, who transferred there at quarterback? So so no, they've got Tua's brother. That's right. That's right. Uh, So I wrote this down. I wrote this down. They have, they, they should be. They, I think they have a really weak early schedule, and then they should be three and zero going into uh, play West Virginia. If they can get by West Virginia, they'd be four and zero, and it would line up a Friday night game uh, at Iowa, or uh, excuse me, at home against Iowa on Friday the on Friday night, the first of October. So I could easily see them being four and zero going into that game, and then obviously crushing Iowa. Well, timeout. You think Illinois is going to lose to Maryland on Friday night at home? I'm saying they could be 4-0 going into that. They have a pretty easy schedule. And, yeah, Illinois is going to be one of the easier teams in the Big Ten compared to the rest of them, Blaze, but they're still going to get seven wins, no problem. Okay, okay. I have no opinion on Maryland either. I'm not sure. Um, I'll go back on Michigan State. Mark D'Antonio was recruiting not the best human beings in the world, and I heard Mel Tucker kind of had to clean house, and he's kind of finally changed the culture there. So – if I was a gambling man, what I'd do is I would take under Nebraska six wins plus 135, and then I'd go over Michigan State four and a half wins. I don't think you're going to lose both of those. I think you'll win at least one, and then worst case ha- that happens is you get your money back and you break even uh, coming the day after Thanksgiving once the win totals are done. Not a bad we take. Say we wrap up this Big East, and we go to the guy in the hot seat, and his mouth has been pretty quiet this year, uh, Arbaugh. The college Harbaugh in Michigan. I think he's hey. out. I think he's out after the. I think he's out after this year. Didn't um, they just resign him to a longer contract? Yeah, with way less money. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. I think he's the perfect guy for that program right now because he's similar to uh, Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Like, who are you going to get that's going to be better for Michigan? Michigan fans are delusional, thinking that they're like a top team or a top school, and they're just not anymore. Um, cool thing about Michigan. I don't really have high hopes for them this year. Cool thing about Michigan is, uh, they have a local Chicago kid that went to Nazareth. JJ McCarthy is a freshman there. He'll be a true freshman. There has a decent shot at seeing some snaps and could end up being the guy there over the next couple of years. Um, if he turns into something to be cool, he wasn't at Nazareth last year because of COVID. He went down to Florida and he went to IMG, uh, and he could be the real deal there for them in the next couple of years. And I hope he gets some snaps this year. 
They're saying that he might beat out Cade McNamara for the starting job week one. So that's it's still up for grabs if if he's going to be under center or not. Throw him out there. Let's go. And they play. I think they have Washington as their non-conference game. If they lose that, like it could be, it could go sideways pretty quick. Yeah, they got Washington week two, Northern Illinois week three, Rutgers, and then Wisconsin. Flash forward four weeks from then, IU, Penn State, Maryland, and then they finish the year at home uh, against the Buckeyes. So, uh, I gosh, I don't even know what the win total is for them. I think it's probably somewhere around five, five and a half. Um, now, I bet you it's more than that. Just it's more Michigan. than that, Mike. Michigan's it's got to be. Team. It's probably seven and a half if I had to yeah, guess. Sorry, you're right. You're right. It is. It's seven and a half. And if that, I mean, I'm going under on that. All that Washington game is a great litmus test. Like they win, there's potential. They lose, the house is burning down. You want to get out with all your belongings before the roof collapses. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, hey, let's get to the let's let's cut to the chase here. Let's get to our week zero picks. Uh, this Saturday, there's a slate of five games. Uh, guys, I got I got two uh, highlighted on the card here for the week zero picks. But boys, kick us off and go first. Who do you got uh, for this Saturday? Yeah, um, I'm not. I don't want this locked down on my card. I'm gonna be at the game. I'll be tailgating. Who knows? I might get drunk and place a drunk bet. But um, I like Illinois plus seven against Nebraska. Like we said, I think Bielma has been playing his cards close to his vest. Close practices, no end of training camp. A scrimmage that's open to the public and media. Nebraska's not gonna know how to prep for them. They're too experienced. I like Illinois plus seven in the upset. This is just a game I'm vested in, but don't put it on my official record for the year. First game of the entire college football season, we gotta bet Illinois plus seven. Uh the only other pick that I have, I, I kinda like Fresno State giving up giving up even four touchdowns just because UConn didn't play last year. So I don't know what they're gonna look like out there. UConn didn't even play due to COVID last year, so I, I mean, you could end up looking stupid for that laying that many points with Fresno State, but I, I think it's Fresno State will come out and absolutely crush them just because UConn hasn't played in so goddamn long. And when they did play more recently, they stunk too. So I would take Fresno State. I like it. I, I, I like that pick, Dave. I, I've got the under on Illinois, Nebraska. Over-unders at 55. I'm going under. Nebraska was 1-7 uh, on, on over-unders last year. Uh, going under on seven of their eight games, so I I, don't, I think that program's a dumpster fire. I think you've got a a, a very new scene in Champaign that well, I think this is probably going to be like a thirty-one seventeen ball game. Uh, it's it's definitely going to go under. Uh, first week jitters. Everyone, couple guys got the yips out there. Uh, I, I think there's definitely going to be some errors and, and a little bit of a, a learning curve for for both programs, but. Uh, I'm going under on the 55. Mikey Public plays going on an under. I love it. New year, new Mike. New year, new me, baby. Except just wait till week one and we start hammering the two team parways. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll throw another one in there. Uh, I'm <laughs> Let's going... go. We're on a roll, Mike. Do you got? How are you not going to put a two teamer on your card in the first weekend? You yeah, you're right. Who, I'm just lying to myself at this point. Grow up. Grow up. Uh, look, let's let's go ahead and just parlay it. Let's just go ahead and parlay it. Uh, we're gonna go with the Bruins at UCLA. We're gonna go a little little football after dark. We're gonna we're gonna let, let all the listeners sweat this one out, but give you a chance to hedge on the parlay. Uh, we're gonna take UCLA minus eighteen. Uh, they're they're gonna win this game forty two ten. 
no doubt about it. I think that game uh, goes under. We're not going to put that on the card, though. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give UCLA minus 18 points. Mikey Public Picks is back. Let's have a Saturday. Agreed. Let's have a Saturday. Got real games to bet on. It'll be great. It's going to be fantastic. Hey, you want to know what's even better? I'm gonna I'm gonna be in in the great in the great village of Tinley Park come this weekend. So, uh, are you really for what? Uh, it's it's uh, Denise Merrick's 60th birthday next Tuesday. So uh, I know she's not listening to the to the show, the pod. So get a surprise or come home uh, come home for the birthday. I'll, so I'll, Mer- I'll, try, nice. not to, I'll try not to ruin this Merrick surprise party. <laughs> yeah. Please text Mrs. Merrick out of the blue and just be like, hey, sorry I can't make it back for your surprise birthday. That's not my fault. I reacted my invaded my Facebook and didn't know how event invites worked. Love it. Love it. Well, gentlemen, before we before we hop off here, any uh, any final closing thoughts on the big ten or week zero picks for the listeners? Um, I, I've got other little notes that we didn't really get into because we didn't talk about all these other teams. Northwestern has a fairly easy schedule because they don't have to play Ohio State or Penn State in the crossover game. They also have uh, Hunter Johnson, who was a backup at Clemson as their quarterback. He has done nothing, but you never know. They're always right there. Uh, Purdue has a really tough schedule, plus Notre Dame. They're going to have a really tough time this year. And uh, Rutgers, don't forget that Greg Schiano is there, so something to keep an eye on. Oh, Greg Schiano, mercy. Um, boys, closing thoughts? Um, all I got to say is it's going to be 90 degrees in South Bend, 64 degree humidity and only five mile an hour winds. So, uh, turn your AC on at that Notre Dame practice field. Jeez. I mean, you're going to need to just to cool that team down according to the bees, man. So title, title 11 wins from the bees, but, uh, look, guys, I'm super excited for the college football season. Listeners check out our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're going to be blasting picks. We're going to get a live Peloton update, hopefully Saturday morning. Boys, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. You've been talking about that for weeks. Maybe, you know, maybe tarps off. Maybe show off those new tattoos you got. I don't know. <laughs> TBD, I was going to say that for week one, but um, who knows? I might be a little too hyped before tailgating Saturday morning. Why not? Why not? Well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week for a full episode, week one college football coming at you. Uh, until then, enjoy the picks uh, and good luck this Saturday. Peace.